Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the first ever Fightful podcast. I am joined by a familiar friend. He has worked for WWE, TNA, WCW, even becoming the world champion in the ladder. Vince Russo, we are reunited. Sean Ross Sapp, did you ever think in your wildest dreams that you'd be saying my friend Vince Russo? Not a year or two ago. No, you had me blocked on Twitter, Vince. Did I really, bro? I would love to know. I would love to know what statement you made that got you blocked. That would be <laughs> sure. that would be tremendous, bro. I'm sure that I, I put over some great storyline that you did, and you were like, listen, it doesn't get any better on Twitter than this. I'm going to pack it in, call it a day, block this guy, because he'll never say anything better to me than that. I'm pretty sure that's what I would love, bro, as a total shoot, bro. I I wish there was a way I could count the people I blocked. You can. You got to tell me how to do that. I would love to know how many people have been blocked by me. Well, well, I'll I'll explain it to you. We'll we'll make a podcast of it one day. Bro, I I guarantee you, bro, if I had a guess, I'd say somewhere between 2,500 and 5,000. Easy. Easy, bro. Easy. Yeah, I, I clear my block list off about once every few months, and then I quickly remember why I block those people because it doesn't take them very long to contact me. But either way, we are here. Fightful.com launching this week. Uh, Vince Russo seemed like a natural fit for what we were trying to do. We want some of the most colorful personalities. We want different kind of coverage. We want to bring you the best in MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. Vince Russo can help us do that. Uh, people... Loved our shows. People thought we had heat, Vince. I don't know about that, Sean, because when, when I when uh, I stopped doing the Raw review, bro, I think people really liked the chemistry. I mean, I got so many emails that, you know, people, oh, my God, you and Sean aren't doing the show together anymore, blah, 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 blah. So, yes, I think some people did think we have heat, but I also thought some thought we had a good chemistry, and I agree with that. Well, you know, you know, the, the – the thing you always hear, the thing they always say on the WWE documentaries, Vince Russo needs a filter. Well, you know what? Sometimes I need a filter to make my great ideas even greater. Vince Russo, you Bro, if Vince, let me ask you this, Sean, Sean Ross Sapp. And I love saying your name. I love the three names like the big movie star. But let me say hey, that. That, that was a conscious effort on my part, mind there you. There you go. Sean Ross Sapp, if Vince Russo needs a filter, 
what did that food fight on Monday night need? I, I mean, bro, literally, what, if I need a filter, what did that need? Like, let's let's talk about this this food uh, fight. Uh, and I get it, you know, whatever, kids. Yeah, I guess I get it. I think it was stupid. Um, they had a food fight. It's 2016. I've had exactly one food fight in my life. I was, I think, 17 years old, and it was not fun. It was not a joyous occasion. Um, this was used, you know, they, they could have had, they could have done something with this. Like, like what if Stephanie walked in and she got hit with a cake or something and she was and Fandango was the focus of her hatred or something ridiculous like that. Of course, she can't ever get her comeuppance. So it was, it was Kevin Owens who was the, who was the big, uh, how do I say it? The punchline of this saying that this would never happen on Canada day and getting hit with a pie and all that stuff. Vince, what, what goes through your mind when you watch something like this food fight that went down on Monday? Well, Sean, let me say something. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. I've been involved in shooting a food fight or two, but Sean, one that comes to mind and I remember vividly is, and like when you look at, you want, you want to have fun with it, but it still has to make some kind of sense. So when you look at it in the context, if you remember, there was an episode of TNA where the Angles decided to host a Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, Karen and Kurt were dressed up as the pilgrims and the whole nine yards, and they had guests at the dinner, okay? Well, bro, then we had, like, the doorbell would ring, and it would be an uninvited guest, you know what I mean? So, like, it made sense why there weren't all baby faces and heels in one room eating together. So yeah. we we wanted to have fun with it, but we at least wanted to make some sense out of it. When all these people have angles on TV and now they're all in the room and they're all in one place and they're yakking it up for the cameras – I mean, bro, like, I, I understand it's entertainment. They don't think they're going to do a number on, on July 4th. It's a throwaway show. I get all that. But at least make an effort to make some kind of sense out of this. That's, that's all that I'm saying. I just want to say that I haven't, I haven't promoted this stream of the show whatsoever, and people are somehow finding it. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that the – when you go from doing the type of thing that you do and the, the Wyatt family new day thing, which, you know, is, is a very blatant take on uh, the final deletion, which we will talk about later, but it's still much better than most of the things they're doing on that show. And I, I don't want to say a much more mature thing. Cause there's nothing really like, you know, there's nothing TV MA about that storyline, but it's more, it's more elaborate than some of the other things that they're doing, especially a food fight. It's 2016. Food. I'm waiting for somebody to, to go sit down in catering backstage and they sit on a whoopee cushion or something ridiculous like that. Or, you know, and you got JBL calling out names from the 60s and 70s on the show. It's 2016. We need to treat this show like it's 2016. Yeah. No, I, I agree, Sean. I mean, we, we could go on and on about the show. Like, what, what, like, you know, what, what, what could be said that we haven't already said a million times? Well, we are going to go on and on about the final deletion. Vince Russo, this was hyped big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was the most attention I had seen TNA get uh, in a long time, easily since the Spike TV days. Uh, 
excluding things like, you know, them switching networks or, you know, sale rumors and things like that. This is the most buzz I've seen for the TNA show since the Spike TV days. Matt Hardy, in my opinion, is a creative genius. When this guy hangs up his boots, there should be a bidding war for this guy's services on a creative team. Let's look back at his career. He made a tag team in, in the days when, you know, these guys are 260, 270 pounds. He was in a tag team with, with a guy, they were maybe 200 pounds, maybe, uh, well before their time. When they split up, he did the version one thing, which was I thought was a, an excellent gimmick. I thought that was very fun. He made chicken salad out of chicken shit when a woman cheated on him and had a great feud with Edge. He later, I don't know if you ever saw the feud he had with MVP. Did you ever see that? No. Uh-uh. Oh, it's it was magnificent. These two guys, it was just them trying to one-up each other. Like, it was, one was a heel and one was a face, but they just wanted to prove that they were better at each other than everything. I'm talking about eating. I'm talking about push-ups. I'm talking about, like, driving to the corner store. They wanted to one-up each other and everything. It was great. Later on, he leaves the WWE. He goes to Ring of Honor and TNA and does this big money Matt character. And it's fantastic because he's able to heal his own brother and say, Jeff didn't save his money. I saved mine. I'm big money Matt. And he still doesn't get the love and adulation. And now he is broken. He is now broken Matt Hardy. And man, this is, this is something cool. Now, Vince, I'm going to, I'm going to drop some exclusive info about this stuff to, to our, our viewers um, dating all the way back to the the contract signing. Now, what did you? I want to know what you thought of the contract signing to begin with. Well, bro, let me let me add this too about your uh, your your uh, Matt Hardy story, bro. I I worked with Matt for a little while. Yeah, obviously at WWE, but also at TNA, bro. And Matt was coming up with very very creative things at that time. But, bro, let me just add, at that time, Matt was not at sound, in sound mind. So it was very, very difficult for me to be able to work with him when, I mean, quite frankly, he was out of it for a lot of the time. So to me personally, to see him clean, cleared up on the, you know, the road of wellness and doing what he's doing, that, that's the most fulfilling thing for me. You know, that he was able to overcome all that and contribute and is healthy and has a beautiful family and is doing all the things he's doing now. So so that's it. The the contract signing, bro, here's the problem I was struggling with with that. And I'm still struggling with it a little bit. And like it's not that I'm struggling with it. I don't know the answer to it. Like either way, it's fine with me. I don't know how much of this was done to be campy. Like there were certain things in the contract signing that were campy. So I was watching it from the perspective that, you know, if they're trying to be campy, this is good, but I'm not sure if they're trying to be campy. So, you know, either way, it doesn't matter. I really enjoyed it and it was entertaining, but I don't know if they were making an attempt to be campy because a little of it was campy to me. I think it was definitely an attempt to be campy, at least from the people that I've spoken to. I think there was a deliberate attempt to uh, to to do that. Um, so the the original Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy contract signing, I was told, was done over about five hours at 
you know, Matt Hardy's home in Cameron. Uh, Jeremy Borash directed the entire segment, and they used drones to film it, which, you know, outside of the box, why hasn't anybody thought of this before, Vince? It worked so well for them. No, it, yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, yeah, great. I mean, absolutely. And that, that that's JB, bro. Listen, I'm not I'm not going to put myself over. But when I got hired uh, by WCW in 1999, JB was working for I think the website or something. And after I sat down and had like literally a couple of conversations, and bro, I don't know how old JB is. He's in his 40s, I think. But if you go back to 1999, he was fairly young. And immediately I brought him into the creative team, like immediately. So I know what he's capable of. So like, it's no surprise to me that he was able to come up with all this. And uh, shortly thereafter, I don't know. Did you ever see the TNA? TNA did their own parody, EC3, Josh Matthews, Eli Drake, Rockstar Spud, Tyrus. Did you see that? No, I did not. It was fantastic. These guys were on a tour of Mexico. I think it was during the AAA World Cup. And, you know, they had a little downtime there. And they filmed a very funny parody. Uh, from what uh, I was taught, I did an interview with EC3 uh, to launch the site. <laughs> he said that they figured, you know what, somebody's going to do a parody of this. It might as well be us. We might as well capitalize on it ourselves, and we can do it better than anybody else can. Uh, they got they got the go-ahead, although they had to edit the the, the – ending apparently the ending was a little too explicit in nature for tna to feel comfortable to air but it was joked to me later by somebody else that it took longer for them to film the parody than it did for jeremy borash to film the actual contract signing which i thought was a little funny uh also eli drake i guess produced that entire uh parody now this this final deletion you know there was um, a screener that went around the wwe locker room got a hold of it not only did the WWE locker room get a hold of it, I was told that there was a screening for the entire locker room there. It was met with a universal praise. People were, I heard that uh, top talents were praising the production values as they should have, saying it should have been on Adult Swim. It looked like it would have fit in perfectly with Adult Swim, uh, I, I thought. Uh, but yeah, you saw the likes of Chris Jericho putting it over. Uh, this This really transcended the 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 wwe the tna the the all that stuff i want to know how you what you thought of that segment you put it over big on twitter well sean this is the god honest truth bro i'm in a position now where sean i'm working for a local company out here uh uh, mercury pro wrestling academy they they put shows online and whatnot but, but here's my point i'm i'm writing i'm working with talent i'm shooting vignettes Bro, after watching that, I went to work last night and I'm like, I can't, I can't shoot the same wrestling vignettes. <laughs> like after what I've just seen, I cannot sit here and shoot. Re- Bro, in 20 minutes, they changed the wrestling business. And, and I want to clarify this, Sean, and I want to say this. I got to be very careful. Lucha Underground has been doing this for some time. They have. And you got to give credit where credit is due to Lucha Underground. This was the first time we saw like a 20-minute movie. You know, Lucha Underground's, you know, three, four, five minutes between matches. This was a whole, you know, short film. So that was the difference. But And they, and they did the cinematics during the match as well, where yes, Lucha Underground yes, hasn't yes. done that before. But, bro, this this changed the wrestling business. 
This 20 minutes showed you this is what we're capable of in 2016. So it really made me stop and think, holy crap, I cannot go back and shoot, you know, ho-hum, boring wrestling. We, we need to do something different. So the bar was just incredibly risen. Yeah, like... <laughs> This is hilarious, Vince. Like from them using Rebby's dad as the gardener, that was that was hilarious. Um, the fact that Matt Hardy thought that just mowing Jeff's lawn, Jeff's perfectly like manicured lawn, was the most devious thing that he could do. And you know, I hate to explain the joke, but a lot of people don't get it. They think that, like the people that are saying this is stupid. They think that Matt Hardy is like supposed to be an evil genius. No, he's an idiot that thinks he's an evil genius. Right. That's the whole thing, and it's fantastic. And when and they're in on it, which makes it even better. It's just this was from from the dumb accent to uh, you know I don't know if you saw, but they they have Maxwell's party, and Maxwell has the streak and the oh, hair. Tre- tremendous, bro. That that. I, I can't tell you how many times I talk about the nuances. Yeah. This thing is full of chock full of nuances. And if you sit back and look at the little things, it, it, it'll just make you pop every time. Oh, my gosh. From the misspelling mommy and daddy on the, uh, the birthday board to <laughs> the xylophone. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I heard that, that was a big pop at WWE backstage, too, as people were – Running around going, it's over, and uh, talking about xylophones. Yeah, on a WWE tour, this really transcended. And you, know, Matt, Matt's a well liked guy anyway. Matt and yeah. Jeff both are. <laughs> and this, this is just the first part of it. This isn't even. This doesn't even go into everything else. We're talking drones. I was sent a GIF from somebody in the company the other day, and it was just. And GIF is the way you say it, by the way, guys, because the creator says so. But the only thing in the GIF was Jeff facing one way and then a drone popping up with the hologram. And you could, and it didn't have audio, so you could just see Matt say, Brother Nero. And I was like, okay, this is a must watch. Yeah. This is a must watch. Jeff attacking the drones with his right. guitar. Tremendous. Also, guys, go, there's a woman on Twitter, Leg Kick TKO. She has been taking all of these things where Jeff plays the guitar, Matt plays the violin, and uh, the old one where Matt played the piano, and she's dubbing popular songs over top of them. So she makes Jeff play like Every Rose Has Its Thorn or uh, makes uh, Matt play the violin to Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. It's fantastic. That's also a must-watch. It just... There are so many like little things that they did to make this good. And I'm not trying to bag on TNA. I can't believe they could afford this. Well, bro, let me tell you something. I spoke with JB this morning, okay? Bro, he said, because I was, I was concerned with the same thing. Bro, he told me this cost nothing. Really? He said, Vince, aside from a couple of trips to Best Buy, he said this was nothing. And I was like, bro, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that because we all know how TNA is financially. So I, I was very, very happy to hear that. But he said very, very inexpensive, bro. 
And you know what? If they have the time and they have the manpower to keep doing things like this, more power to them. But, you know, Sean, that's the problem. That's the problem. The time. When you are doing a weekly television show, how are you going to do this? I mean, that, that's where Lucha Underground has the upper hand. They have seasons. They can shoot stuff in the offseason, put stuff in the can. Bro, when you're doing week to week to week to week to week, very, very, very difficult to keep this up. As we talk about this, I want to tell people a little bit about Fightful.com. It's the website we are launching tomorrow. Uh, lots of coverage. I'm talking MMA, pro wrestling, boxing, all of it. We're bringing you all of it. This is a huge week for MMA. Uh, we have, I think it's, yeah, the Ultimate Fighter 23 finale Friday. We have Ultimate Fight Night 90 tomorrow. UFC 200 on uh, Saturday. Brock Lesnar's back. We're going to have all that. We're going to have exclusive podcasts from myself, Vince Russo, uh, my good friend Rob McCarron joining us on Mondays again. Uh, we have Showdown Joe. Uh, many of you know him from uh, TSN in Canada. He'll be joining me for MMA coverage. We have uh, Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes that joins us uh, for our post-Smackdown shows. Lots of exclusive stuff. We'll have exclusive breaking news shows, uh, articles all the time. I have so much content ready to go. Lots of exclusive stories as well ready to go for our launch interviews, all that good stuff. Lots of fun stuff happening. We're working to make Fightful the number one crossover website on the web. Lots of cool stuff coming your way. Uh, When I was approached with this, I was like, okay, a new site. That that would be interesting. And then I saw the dedication that this team had behind this site, and it's going to be something special. Really want you all to check it out. Uh, There'll be a page where you all can register for free. Uh, Nothing on that site costs money, but Get registered and you get exclusive podcasts for free. And it reunited me and my buddy Vince Russo here. Every day, every day, somebody tags me in a tweet with you, Vince. Doesn't fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here we are, bro, together again. Let's make it happen for Fightful. Hey, indeed. So (laughs) this match starts, this uh, final deletion match. The, The match, I'll say, is probably... And it, I don't think it was a low point, but it was the lowest point of the of the production. Because let's be real, these two guys are not spring chickens. And they're feeling it. You can tell. You can see when Matt Hardy takes a step. He's feeling it. You can just look at Jeff Hardy and his, his existence. He's feeling it. But still, there were a lot of cool spots. Like, the, <laughs> they jumped out of a tree. And Another thing I want to address, a lot of people are like, well, why would they have a camera crew there? Because Matt Hardy is a crazy man. And he said at the beginning, this has to be documented because he's an egomaniac. I mean, that makes sense. And maybe maybe because, Sean, it's a television show. (laughs) Like, would, would that have anything to do with cameras being there? Maybe. Well, Matt did cover his bases. He said before these segments, this has to be documented. Yeah. And... (laughs) I had somebody say this is what would happen if you gave two 40-year-old drunk backyard wrestlers like their own film crew. And it kind of is. And that's funny because that, that's, kind, that's kind of how they came up. They came up wrestling on trampolines, and it's come full circle now. They're in their own yard wrestling, jumping out of trees. 
Uh, Vince, what did you think of the match? What did you think of the yeah, spots? Yeah, no, bro, th- this was a big thing again for me, you know, Sean. The, 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 if you could say the worst part of this was literally the match. But, again, bro, if they were going for campy, I think the match worked. I think the way they worked the match made it very campy. So, like, I was, I was okay. It was like, this is so entertaining, but somebody's constantly winking at us, which yeah. I thought was cool. So, I agree. I think the work was the low point, but I actually think it worked for what they were trying to do. Matt shot fireworks at Jeff. Yeah. Then Jeff fired back, and Matt seeked refuge under a, quote, dilapidated boat. Yeah. Now, instead of Jeff just hiding under the ring or something and then going around and shooting Matt with the fireworks, I, I don't know. It, it made it better. And then uh, Matt tried to drown Jeff. <laughs> Matt tried to drown Jeff. And then Willow appeared. The gardener then showed up and tased Jeff. Or tased Willow, rather. But you could see Willow kind of leading the gardener off screen, which I thought was a good touch. Matt comes to, finds Willow on the ground, pins him, but it's the gardener. I, I, I knew it was going to be the gardener, but I love that it was the gardener. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> oh, man. I got, bro, you know what's funny? Like, I got to be honest with you. Like, Sean, when you, when you just said there, I knew it was going to be the gardener, but I was glad it was the gardener. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here wondering, like, with a lot of IWC sites, I say it all the time. Like, I, I'm just curious how many people were sitting there actually looking for flaws in this. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. And actually, like, with their pen and pencil ready to tear this thing apart. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? The fact <laughs> that these guys went through this kind of an effort, you don't pick anything apart. If if wrestling today put this kind of an effort forward in everything they did, we would all be celebrating professional wrestling in 2016, not embarrassed by food fights, bro. Yeah. So Jeff shows back up, attacks Matt. Uh, <laughs> um, they they go to this the place where I think Jeff broke his leg in a dirt dirt bike accident, actually, but. He climbs up this Hardy's symbol, and he's set to flip off, flip off of it. And I think is it Rebby or the Gardener that shows up? I think it's I think it's uh, Rebby. I think Rebby gives him the the, yeah. the light and lights it up. Jeff falls off. Matt pins Jeff. Matt wins. Jeff Hardy is deleted, and uh, and Matt Hardy, I guess, owns the Hardy name now because that that was the whole thing. That was what they were feuding over was the Hardy name. I think. So is he just Jeff now? Is he Willow? What's the deal? I don't I don't know, bro, but like they've got my attention. But but again, bro, like man, a lot of times you hear you you hear the term in wrestling, you paint yourself in a corner. This isn't paint themselves in a corner. This is like how the heck do we top this? This is creating a beautiful portrait yeah, and like, dancing around that portrait. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, bro. Yeah. I I, I sent a text to um the people involved, like like TNA, I sent a text to my friends in TNA, and I was like, "You all made wrestling fun for me." Yep, I agree. I this agree. was fun. I and I said this to my fiance. Okay, so my fiance, casual wrestling fan, you know, 
She she likes it because it pays a, it pays our bills. Um, but on Saturday or Sunday, she goes, "Is the final deletion this week?" And I was like, "Wah." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, you're you, asking me. You did not have to be a wrestling fan to watch this, and that's the beauty of it, bro. One of our one of our team members, uh, Justin. Uh, was in a group chat with us, and he said, listen, I try to stay away from pro wrestling. Uh, I'm an MMA guy. I got to watch this final deletion. How do you think their numbers will do? I mean, you know, they're they're around the 300. I don't think it'll make that much of a difference, but I think they'll see probably their best numbers in a while. Uh, yeah, I would think so, bro. You know, bro, you know what's real unfortunate, bro? What's because, that? Because of the position TNA is in. Bro, let's face it. They really did not have the funds to promote this the right way. They depended 100% on social media. You know, that bro, they're working within their range. You know, but God, bro, do I wish they had the money to really promote this and advertise this the right way. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Matt did a good thing. I know Matt hasn't been doing interviews because he wants to stay true to his character. But Matt did a very smart thing and appeared on TMZ Sports yesterday. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that's too good to pass up. You can't pass that up. Right. Um, I think TNA has some really good hands. I think EC3 is the man. I think Eli Drake is one of the most air, underrated guys on that microphone. Uh, I've said this a few times. Before, a few, like a month or two ago, I, I said that he reminded me of a guy who met The Rock one time and felt like he caught it by osmosis but didn't. I changed my mind on that. This man is incredible on the microphone. And as it turned out, I guess he was on a show with The Rock. So that that statement kind of made sense. He's really good. Um, I think Bobby Lashley has never been better in his pro wrestling career than he is right now. It's like he woke up and discovered, hey, you know what? I'm a really big, badass dude, and nobody in this company can beat me up. So I'm just going to go out there and remind them that they can't beat me up because – I legitimately kick people's asses for a job. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I think Drew Galloway uh, continues to get better. I think TNA has a lot of good good hands. It's a shame that the management has done what it's done. But when people go out on their own and they be creative, like what happened with Matt, Jeff Hardy, and Jeremy Borash, you see magic. Yeah. Now, here's what I want. So... This is my dream, and it's never going to happen. New Day shows up for this Wyatt compound match, and it's in Cameron, North Carolina. God, bro, they, 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 I'm telling you, they're going to go out of their way to top what you saw at TNA. That, that's the, the, I don't I care what anybody do. says. Yeah, the, the angle was totally stolen, you know, I'm no sure doubt about it. But, bro, he, 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 here's the problem. I don't know if there's a Jeremy Borash at 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 wwe and vince's vision of this would be bray wyatt falling in a pile of dog crap that would be his finish you know so like good luck guys i mean honestly i i hope you have a jeremy borash there because if vince mcmahon tries to produce this oh my god bro it'll be the worst thing you ever saw how much money do you think matt hardy's gonna get in his next contract do you think he's getting a kevin durant deal uh, bro, uh, bro, bro, you know what? I had Drew Galloway on the show yesterday, and bro, this is this is this is my concern with TNA, bro. You, you got great talent, Sean, like you said. But let's face it, all of these guys are striving to make more money. 
So now, bro, the contract's up. We go to the table. Okay, we want X amount of dollars. And TNA, the logic is, well, we could not pay you and bring five unknowns on the show and replace you. And it's like, you know, bro, you can't keep creating talent. And when payday comes, let them go and bring in people for half the amount. Bro, they they miss AJ. They did the same thing with freaking Magnus. And and, and that's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid this is going to happen with EC3. I'm afraid it's going to happen with with, with Drew Galloway. They kind of got into, bro, finances is dictating a lot for that company, but you can't keep creating these stars. And then when it's time to pay up, you let them go. Well, I know that they offered several of these guys new contracts, EC3 and Matt included. I don't think they've been signed though. Um, Now, if I'm Matt Hardy and I haven't signed a new contract, I'm going back to them after this and I'm saying, hey, buddy, you better pull me up. I better bring me up. Um, you know what my real fear is? Is if TNA goes under, which I hope it doesn't. Um, but man, I, I just want to say this. And Vince, I don't know how much you know about this. There were rumors a couple of years ago that Spike was interested in buying a portion of TNA. Mm-hmm. And you look back at that and you're like, well, why the hell did you pass that? No. That guarantees you a TV spot on a major network. I'm sure Spike probably you know wanted access to the financials and things like that. Um, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett and Co- Toby Keith offered to buy it. Uh, say what you will about Jeff Jarrett, but I think that when he, especially when he doesn't necessarily book himself on top, I think he's brilliant. Uh, Toby Keith had the money. Now you're in a situation where the CFO is going on Facebook and saying, we had to scrounge up money for this pay-per-view. It almost didn't happen. That's scary. It's scary for me. I have I like a lot of people in TNA. My fear is that if TNA gets bought out by a WWE or somebody like that, and they're like, okay, we have these three brands now. We have WWE, we have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We need some of these people. They bring over the Drew McIntyres and the EC3s. I'm afraid that they'll like marginalize a guy like EC3 just because he's portrayed as Dixie's nephew on their show and try to crap on him for that. Or maybe, you know, reduce Drew McIntyre to a three-man band gimmick again. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've spoken to nobody in pro wrestling in my life that is more passionate about pro wrestling than Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway. Mm -hmm. That guy, like when I interviewed him and as I transcribed it, I was like, man, that's all this guy cares about. He loves pro wrestling. He wants to be better at it. He wants it to be better as a whole. Um Things like what we saw out of Matt and Jeff Hardy and Jeremy Borash give me hope. Yeah, I hope that TNA can turn it around. Um, do you, do you think in the long run it'll make any difference for them? Probably not, Sean. Because I hate to say this, bro, but it's probably too little, too late. Because Sean, it's not it's not about the product even. It's mm-hmm. about the business. And and the, bro, they're still paying for mistakes that they made. Bro, I'm telling you, man. A lot of people when I left when I left TNA, they wanted me to bury like Hulk and Eric creatively, right? And bro, I wasn't going to do that. When when I was there, Hulk and and Eric were putting an effort in. Okay, they were. I'd be lying if I said they weren't. But here's the problem, bro. The money that they were paying those two, they're they're still paying for that today. 
That, yeah. th- that is what got them in a hole that they have not been able to get out of. So unfortunately, from a business point of view, the finances just dictate everything. So even though last night was you know one of the best things we've ever seen them produce, if not the best, that doesn't change their financial situation. Uh, that's true. And uh, it's been said that Billy Corgan just invested a lot of money in it, but Billy Corgan seems like he is is similar to Dixie Carter. He's on TV, which he's a celebrity, so maybe he should be on TV. Um, but I mean, the the consensus that I've got from well, I mean, I haven't heard anything negative regarding Billy as of yet. But with Dixie, is even even the people backstage are like, uh, you know, she probably should keep herself off TV, yeah. and really. She had the perfect way to write herself off a couple of years ago when Bubba Ray Dudley or Bully Ray put her through a table. That's it. You yeah. don't come back. Yeah. You got thrown off a table, uh, off a top rope through a table. You're gone. Yeah. That's it. Perfect way out. Didn't take it. Uh, kind of upset about that. Now, Vince, I know you're not a big MMA guy, but we're going to talk a little MMA because this is maybe the biggest MMA week of all time. Brock Lesnar. We'll, we'll talk about pro wrestling related MMA stuff. Brock Lesnar fighting this Saturday, zero promotion from WWE, which leads me to believe they're not getting a cut of the pay-per-views or else it'd be all over the place. Yeah. They're probably getting some sort of, of, of fee or maybe maybe an exchange, maybe a name down the line. What do you make of WWE not promoting Brock Lesnar's fight? No, bro. I thought I I thought it all along. Like, I mean, I was under the impression, bro, that Brock's contract was up, and they were trying to resign him, and he kind of had them over a barrel. And one of the caveats were, I want to fight in the UFC, and you know, we've, it was a deal breaker. I mean, that that's the impression I get. I mean, bro, we all know about the story with Jeff Jarrett, where they let his contract expire, and then he had him by the you know what's. I think it was the same thing. I think they had no choice. So it hasn't been a surprise to me at all that they have not been promoting anything about this fight. Not only that, um, Stephanie McMahon took to, I think, an interview and said something of the nature like, we're not promoting Brock's fight. We're not necessarily advocating it. In which Brock responded in an interview by saying, I don't give a shit. Right. Bro, I got to tell you something, Sean. I'll be honest with you, bro. I would not want Stephanie McMahon being the spokesperson of my company. Like, I, I, I just wouldn't. Bro, she says so many wrong things at the wrong time. It's I, I cringe. Bro, I'm not a business guy. I don't know a lot about business. I know a lot about common sense. And I know when to keep your mouth shut and when to be politically correct. I understand all that. God, bro, when she makes a public statement, like I, I just freaking cringe. If I was Vince, I would just say, you know what? Whenever anybody asks you anything, say X, my father. I, I would not let her speak for that company at all. That, that was the, all, all the stuff with China, bro. The comments she made after China passed away, I, 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 I cringe. They were so... They, they were so out of line and at the wrong place in the wrong time. And I was like, you know what, girl? Just keep your mouth shut. You, you, every time she opens her mouth, I never see her help the company. Uh, saying things like philanthropy is the future yes, of marketing. Exactly. Uh, yes, that, bro. Weird. Yes, yes. One, one thing got me, and all due respect to Stephanie McMahon, but she did a Facebook Q&A a couple weeks ago. And she said, or somebody asked her if she preferred being a face or a heel. 
She said she liked being the bad guy because when she gets her comeuppance, it's all worth it. When? Never, bro. Never. The, la- never. the last she, time she, I re- – maybe the last two times I remember her really getting it. Uh, uh, she scampered out of the ring when Ronda Rousey was there, so that didn't really happen. You had the Survivor Series where Dolph Ziggler you know, beat the authority, and then they're back in a month. The one before that, Vicky Guerrero dumped her in the pool of pudding or, or crap or whatever it was. But that was Vicky's last night on the show, so nobody got over. Yeah. When does she get her comeuppance? When is it? At what point does it happen? Um, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Either way, Brock Lesnar says, I don't give a shit. Yeah, good for him. He good shouldn't. for him. Yep. And, and the fact that he doesn't makes him more valuable to the WWE. Yeah, because- bro, bro, I'm telling you. And what, here's what drives Vince McMahon crazy more than anything, bro, when he can't own somebody. That yeah. drives him nuts. So you know Brock making a statement like that is driving him nuts. And you know what? There ain't a damn thing he could do about it. That's what drives him even more nuts. So I'm not going to pretend to be the authority on the subject, but I think it's kind of ill-advised to announce Brock Lesnar's SummerSlam opponent two days before he's fighting a man that could knock him unconscious. And when I say could knock him unconscious, probably will knock him unconscious. Mark Hunt, uh, Brock Lesnar's opponent at UFC 200, is just widely regarded. He's known for his, you know walk-off home runs. He's known for walk-off knockouts. He punches somebody in the face, and before they hit, hit the ground, he's turned around walking the other way because he knows they're gone. Yeah. He is, he is about – as high of a, of a level striker as you get at that age in MMA, it's a dangerous fight for Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar could very well win this fight because Brock Lesnar is an absolute freak of nature. But announcing Brock Lesnar's opponent two days before UFC 200, ill-advised, Vince? Yeah, no, bro. I, I happen to agree with you. And listen, I'm not an MMA guy, but everything you just said, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, so there definitely is some uh, some point of concern for the WWE at this point. So yeah, bro, with so much of an unknown, I don't know if I'd be putting the card in front of the horse on this one. So here's my fear, Vince. My fear is that they are going to announce Triple H as his opponent. And you know why that's my fear? It's because either way, it could be like if if Brock wins, and they they could, I don't know. I just have a feeling they'll be like Triple H beat the UFC guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I hope they don't do that. They have something special right here with Brock Lesnar. They could have had something special if they promoted this. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, by the way, Brock Lesnar's hands are too big for the biggest UFC gloves they make. So there's that. Crazy. The UFC is having to stretch out Brock Lesnar's four X gloves so they can fit him. That is absurd. Um, also, guys, this week I will have uh, a podcast with Showdown Joe Ferrara. Uh, fantastic name in the world of MMA. We're going to preview. All of this week's events, five title fights this weekend, five. And I say this weekend, it starts Thursday, five title fights, uh, plus Brock Lesnar, 
plus Tane Velazquez, TJ Dillashaw, all these big names, tons of great stuff. Um, lots of lots of news. We got boxing news coming up. All kinds of crazy stuff. Vince, I want to get your thoughts. It it seems to be set. CM Punk is fighting at UFC 202 or 203, I believe, in September in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. He's had two and a half years now since his WWE run. What kind of WWE crossover do you think there'll be? Do you think people still care? Yeah, no, I, I do, bro, because they've been waiting for it for a long time. And there's a lot of uh, CM Punk loyalists out there. So, yeah, I, I do, bro. Yeah, it, It's taken a little longer than I think people would have hoped. But I definitely think people still care about it. And before we go, I wanted to uh, just mention a few things in boxing. Uh, Manny Pacquiao has retired. He's taken a spot in the, the Filipino Senate. But his promoter, Bob Aram, is still holding out hope that he's going to return he has a hold on uh, on the MGM Grand, or no, it's the Mandalay Bay uh, Event Center in Las Vegas for October 15th, and what he hopes will be Manny Pacquiao's uh, return. But because of this, uh, I believe Miguel Cotto is kind of stuck in a game of hurry up and wait because he's got to see when he's going to fight because if Pacquiao doesn't, he may fight on that show. So there's that as well. Vince... I have been overjoyed to have you back on a show. We're back, bro. We're back and better than ever, Sean Rossap. We are, and we've got some cool stuff. Next week on the show, we're doing something a little bit special. Vince, I know you love yourself some fantasy drafts. Yeah, you're doing your big draft, huh? Vince Russo versus Sean Rossap. In the fantasy draft. That better be pay-per-view, bro. I'll tell you only, right now, bro. Only on Fightful and Fightful Online. Unbelievable. Because you know, bro, I, I, I toasted my colleague uh, Jeff Lane. I mean, it, bro, it was so – it was such a whitewash. It was almost embarrassing. So I just want you to know that going in, Sean. I'll go ahead and, and let you know the criteria. We will be, dra- we be drafting tag teams together. There will be some exclusions, guys like Brock Lesnar, Triple H, The Undertaker, not draftable. NXT talent is on the board. Oh. We're going to do 25 rounds, and then I will put together Wait, a whoa, supplemental whoa, draft. Whoa, 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 Yeah. When you say NXT talent on the board, you mean people right now that are wrestling at NXT and have never been to the WWE? Yes, I See, do. Uh, bro, you're giving yourself the home field advantage right there because you know I don't watch NXT. Hey, hey, do your homework, Vince. Oh, man. Do your homework, Vince. When, when are we doing this? I got to watch. I got to sit through NXT now and those idiots at the full sale place. <laughs> Next week. Oh, God, bro. Next so, week. Oh. And you can only get that at Fightful.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online. Uh, Facebook, Fightful Online. All kinds of good stuff. You go there tomorrow, we launch Thursday. So maybe they're hearing this on Thursday. You go to Fightful.com, you register for free, and you get our exclusive podcasts, our mock drafts. We're doing post-pay-per-view shows, post-Raw shows, post-Smackdown shows, midweek shows, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Somebody says, Sean Draft Crew, ring announcers, play-by-play color as well. We may do that. We may do that. Somebody says, I can't stand this Sean Ross Sapp Russo with Lane is much better. People with three names are pretentious. 
Well, yeah, I do have three. That's I do have part three of, names. But that's part of the gimmick, bro, which is why I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's a gimmick. Come on. It is. I add my middle name in there so it's more memorable, you guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, nobody complained. <laughs> nobody complained over Don freaking West. That's three names, isn't it? That's right. Exactly, bro. There you go. Don freak. Have you talked to Don West recently? I know you worked with him for a long nah, time. No, he's got heat with me, and that's another story for another time. Really? But I'll, I'll be happy to tell you why, but it's it'll be too no, long. Tell now. me. Yeah. Tell me. No, nah, bro, it'll be too long. We've, we've got a few minutes. I, I don't. I don't. I got to go do oh, something, bro. Come on. No, I'll tell you next time. We'll keep the people waiting for it. We'll keep the people waiting. Don West, heat with Vince Russo. We're going to find it out. I thought he was a very underrated commentator, to be I honest with you. I love Don West. It, the heat but, is not from my end. Legitimately excited about everything. Fightful.com. Fightful online at Twitter. Fightful online on Facebook. This may not be the format in which we use for podcasts in the future, but wanted to give you guys a little preview of what you'll see. Vince, thank you very much. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm real excited about this, man. I think they put something, Fightful.com, I think they put something together here real unique and exciting. The effort has been there, and I'm real excited about this. Guys, thank you so much. Until next time, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.